mean, really, do you want to get into start it up? I mean, I want to talk about Elon Musk is shit posting on the internet now. <laughs> well, you I mean he, he only got a twenty million dollar fine, and so he's like, all right, I guess that's good. Well, yeah, he can't serve on the board for like three years, right? Yeah, he's not gonna be chairman. So, I mean, he's the he's still CEO. Yeah. So I guess his plan is he's just gonna post the uh, cat girl memes on Twitter and hang out with my wife. Uh, I think this was edited out of the previous podcast, but um, I love Grimes. He's dating Grimes. It's crazy to me. We gotta save Grimes. Well, I mean, how you? It felt like he's. Do we do that? Actually, have the other part where I called the Elon Musk a stalker, and that, that's how he got. Oh, uh, he's an incel. We yeah. can talk about that now, though. <laughs> Elon Musk sucks. I guess that's about it. <laughs> that's he's, all you gotta say. Like well, I know he. He straight up did seem like a straight up Grimes. Like he was a rich dude then, yeah. because he's rich, it was okay, but. He was like, just kind he was of getting into like some Stasaki shit. Maybe she was into it, and that's okay. I guess mm-hmm. that makes it okay. Obviously, I guess if you if you want it, I guess it's fine. Yeah, I don't you, know. That seems real that's weird. That's the simplicity of consent, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, it just seems. Which I, brings we, us to did you uh, we got the episode go up where I put Louis C.K. on blast yet? No, because oh, that should be. I think that should be. Yeah, that would be coming up. Um, so the, the perfect example, Sarah Silverman is like, yeah, I'll, I want to see Louis C.K. masturbate. Perfect. Good, good for him, right? Yeah. You found someone that was willing. You don't just, you don't surprise masturbate people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he, uh, the problem with his fetish is that he didn't want the consent. It made it better if he just did it. Yeah, but you know, you're just going to have to deal with that, man. That's, mm-hmm. You're not going to get all your rocks off. That's, that's kind of the rules, yeah. Well, that's the thing that sucks about certain fetishes. And, like, I don't mean king shame anyone, but if your fetish um, involves you, like, putting it on other people involuntarily, then your fetish sucks. Yeah, I need to get a good fetish. Like, um, one time when we were at Coachella, there was this girl walking around, and, like, she had gum all over her, because that was, you know, some girls are into that. And it's like, alright, cool, but now everyone here at Coachella has to experience that, that you just got blasted by your boyfriend or what? See what I mean? Yeah. Why put that pressure on us? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how to react to this. Yeah. I guess it's not the end of the world, and everyone at Coachella presumably should be of age, but... I mean, not true, because I remember Kevin Smith's daughter went a few years ago, and she was younger. Yeah, you're right, and yeah. people bring their kids and shit, too. Yeah. Which, that already seems irresponsible, but whatever. Who are you to tell people how to parent and... Shit. That's right, I don't have any kids, so I have no authority on it, but I, I don't want to hang out with kids when I'm trying to do drugs <laughs> and listen to bad music. I don't, can we talk about like the, just the state of Coachella at this point, music-wise? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it peaked with Paul McCartney as the uh, the headline, and it's been down ever since then. Um, In like 2012, right? Uh, the last time I went was probably 2011 or 2012. Yeah. And I haven't ever had the urge to go back since then. That's how you know we're getting old. Uh-huh. Well, it also just became... Um, it, I'm be commercial. Right. That's yeah. Awesome. Super commercial. You sold out Coachella. Yeah, Coachella, you sold out big time. Probably around 2010 or so. Um, Kanye was great, though. Just kidding. We had to leave early, and I didn't get to see Kanye. Fuck everyone I went to Coachella with that year. I'm glad we're not friends anymore. You want to name names? No. They know who they are. Yeah, they know who they are. They know what it is. Uh, but we watched The Last Dragon. Elon Musk wasn't in it. I feel like if 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 he heard that, he'd want to be in it. Uh, can we invent a time machine and go back? I'd be in the uh, 
you know, Joe Rogan's shown enough, I'll do Last Dragon. Mm. <laughs> he's got the wackest accent. I actually really like the South African accent. But you can tell he's, like, trying not to have an Come accent anymore. Yeah, and that Joe Rogan podcast, too, where he's, like, talking real slow and trying to be intense. Like, oh, I'm such an intellectual and blah. No, you're not, man. You're just a dumb fucking businessman. I don't believe in that bullshit you said. You didn't invent rockets or electric cars. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> this is Space Force, uh, where we basically talk shit to Elon Musk for our ass. I know, yeah. Elon Musk, start listening. Grimes, definitely listen. Uh, I'll get a Twitter. Hit me up. Slide my DMs. Uh, come out with a new album, too. Like, that'd be dope. But I guess she's probably too busy. With Elon Musk, right? Yeah. She's riding around in mm-hmm. rocket. Electric rocket cars. Dude, she's like, I'm going to SpaceX. I'm going to be the first Canadian in a rocket. Pretty yeah, sorry, Canadian. Canadian. Canadians have a space program. You've been in space before. You've mm-hmm. been really mean Canadian. Sorry, Canada. I love you guys. And your greatest daughter, Grimes. <laughs> but we are Space Force. Um, I'm Kyle. I went to a moon festival last night. It's pretty dope. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Sean. I didn't go to a moon festival last night. I don't remember what I did last night. Probably hung out with the kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we... Mm. <laughs> uh, I left them outside. It's getting nice out. So. No, we went to, like, Al Garden. Like, it was, you know, like a real traditional Italian dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, you know, four. Like a real old person does. Yeah. Like a real early bird kind of special thing. Pretty busy at four still, though? It was ridiculously busy at four o'clock. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason we went at four was like, oh, dinner time is going to be crazy. But mm. four o'clock is still crazy. Four o'clock is dinner time. It was also a Saturday. I guess that's true. But still, you don't think... I don't know. It's just everything around here is getting crowded. There's too many people on Earth. But Let's move to North Dakota, eh? Yeah. Wyoming. Wyoming's got the smallest population in the United States, right? Or is it Montana? No, it's Wyoming. Wyoming. Even though they still get, you know, two senators. And, you know, one electoral vote in Wyoming is about seven, about 250,000 votes. <laughs> in California. But in California, it's about 750,000. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Fuck you guys, Wyoming. You're I, <laughs> I hate uh, everyone's really... I want to move to Wyoming just so my vote counts more. Yeah, I hate everyone's really dumb argument for why we should continue that practice where they're like, well, we don't want uh, to be controlled by the big cities. We don't want them controlling America. Okay, well, guess what? That's where more fucking Americans live. Well, I mean, not only that, but that's not the reason that... that uh, oh, it's like slaveholders. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to drop it in a much more subtle way. But let's just start out there. Yeah, it's no. slavery. It's because it's you don't like black people. That's why. Yeah, that, that's why that they did that. It's because they didn't want... Because the, the, uh, the northern city. states were like, we should just base it off of population. So the states like, yeah, that's great. Slaves count as one, right? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, what about three-fifths? Three <laughs> Do you consider that? Yeah, so they, the slave states just wanted to protect... Uh, slavery and yeah. their, their control. They felt like, even though slaves couldn't vote, that they should still be able to count three-fifths of them yeah. in the population for the point of the House of Representatives and Electoral College, and then we should still have two separate rules. Like, senators should be apportioned equally, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's fewer people in the southern states. Right, so they mm-hmm. just won't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And also, you know what they did? They started a war over it eventually. Well, it was called... The United States Civil War. I mean, the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> it was about states' rights, right? Well, the states' right to own slaves. They own people, yeah. yeah. I mean, Great. not even really necessarily that, too. Like, the whole... Like, the Civil War really broke out because new territories were about to become states. Mm-hmm. And the North... Uh, Northern states' position, I believe, was that they should be allowed to vote or put in their constitution whether or not they're going to... They should have their option whether or not they're going to be... Uh, have slavery or not, and the southern states are like, no, 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 they're gonna have slavery. 
Oh, so you mean the North actually supported states' rights, and the South didn't. That is correct, Kyle. So what they really wanted was, was to just continue owning people. That's my uh, understanding of the Civil War. Interesting. So all those people I see on the internet that claim it's states' rights, what you're telling me is they're probably being intellectually dishonest? I mean, they could just be ignorant, but yeah. But either way, like, why listen to them? Correct. Mm. That's what I'm getting at. So anyways... Let's talk about the last dragon. Yeah, I'm sure the Southern states really love Barry Gordy's the last dragon. <laughs> Barry Gordy, Motown fame. Oh man, this is kind of like the decline of Motown, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, you get. It. And, like, I think in the '90s they they're no longer they sold off to like RCA or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like Barry Gordy, he wrote songs for Jackie Wilson. Mm-hmm. Tied into the '80s, you all should know Jackie Wilson because he made a, a toaster dance in the Ghostbusters yeah. and the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Those are good songs. Those are good songs. Yeah, Jackie Wilson's good. <laughs> Um, I mean, you should just know about Motown anyways, because music's cool. They made a lot of it. Smokey Robinson? Yeah, they produced a lot of really good artists. It's Motown. Diana Ross and Supremes? Um, but at this point, mm, well, I mean, they like, had... That D-Bar song is pretty good. That, that is good. Um, I really like Vanity, like, as, as a human being. Although, uh, I said... In my notes, like the soundtrack is, I mean, it's a Motown, so you expect it's going to be good, but I would mm. say low-key awesome, except for the Seventh Heaven uh, Vanity song. It's just awesome. Oh, yeah, it's not good. Sorry, Vanity. Yeah, you really missed it on this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. your stuff's good, though. Vanity's kind of like a minor character after an age. She kind of always oh, she well, played she, a few um, roles that are kind of like She uh, tried to transition more into acting than music, essentially. Uh, she's she trying to be Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Queen Bee. Beyonce. Auntie Beyonce. Uh, yeah, so she, I think, like, this movie onwards, it was her, she's trying to get more into acting rather than mm. just music. It's her first attempt. Um, but yeah, so, it's The Last Dragon, directed by Michael Schultz, directed, he's still directing TV shows like crazy, I was looking at his filmography. But, of important note, um, this came out in 1985, in 1985, Michael Schultz also directed Crush Groove, which is another amazing movie. It's got the Fat Boys, Run DMC, BC Boys for a little cameo. Um, basically, it's just all the 80s hip-hop from, like, New York in a movie. <laughs> and it's really good, so uh, we'll probably watch that one. Crush Group is pretty yeah, then, I've been slowly keeping a list of movies I want to watch for this. <laughs> I have, like, 20 at this point. Well, the first thing I noticed is uh, TriStar, which I don't think that studio or production company exists anymore. If it does, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, the horse running in. Yeah. I was like, whoa, child is. Well, I mean, that's the whole podcast at this point is going, whoa, mm-hmm. child. Whoa. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was like, I don't know if we've ever seen Last Dragon before, but then uh, as soon as it showed up, so it shows up in the movie theater. I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember this. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I definitely have seen Last Dragon before, but uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen the whole thing through. I've always watched it on TV, so, you know, it's like 15, 20 minutes of cut, cut out of the commercials, mm-hmm. like, right? Um, yeah, because it does have uh, kind of a long running time for the 80s. Right, and that was one of my notes, too, is like, it's just a little... There's parts that seem too long, and there's parts that seem like there's not, they didn't give us enough information. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just written a little weird. Well, uh, what I would have changed about it, um, just in general, is either I would have made um, Show Enough the main villain, and had that, like, the Arcadia businessman just, like... That's how he meets Vanity early on in the film, but then we don't need that whole subplot with him. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite, like, he defeats Shonuff, like, early on in the film to establish himself. Man, he, the main villain is Eddie Arcadia. I don't know, man. Like, but I would prefer Shonuff. Yes. Shonuff is the, is the way better like, character <laughs> and villain. He's just, he, I, 
think Arcadia is a guy who does a reasonable job. He's interesting, I guess. But he makes some crazy faces. Right, mm-hmm. but, uh, man, he's like playing against Julius Carrier, Shonuf. Uh, yeah. So Shonuf, um, if you've never seen Last Dragon, Shonuf's one of the coolest movie characters of all time. I, I really wish I could be Shonuf for Halloween. But, you can. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't mean because like I'm not gonna put on blackface or anything weird shit like that. I just mean because we're like two days away from Halloween. Yeah, not time. I was thinking the same thing. Like, man, can I pull together a show up mm-hmm. costume in a couple days? Yeah, because Shonov's badass. Uh, he's actually like fucking fashion icon, is what I will say. Everything he wears in this movie, I'm like, goddamn. Yeah, I'm no, no. off. You'd see me out on the streets wearing <laughs> fucking tracksuit, tiger stripe gi. Uh, well, I mean, he's got some shutter states. Kanye mm-hmm. clearly cribbed this style. Although I'm pretty sure Kanye's never seen this movie. Otherwise, he'd be going around calling himself the Shogun of Chi Town. I don't know. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Kanye is the scene. No, I mean, he's wanted to make a Shogun of Chi Town. Yeah, yeah. Shogun of Chi Town. I'm no, Shogun. I'm Shogun of Chi Town. <laughs> no, ain't no one Shogun of Chi Town. Very cool, Kanye. Very cool. I love Kanye. Easy, easy, easy. It's basically him, uh, Leroy, Bruce Leroy Green. Mm-hmm. Bruce Leroy doing his little training session with uh, Thomas Akeda, who's a Japanese dude, right? Is he playing Chinese? Uh, they don't specify. He only calls right. him master. He doesn't say like his surname. His anything, so. his his outfit is Japanese, but some of the equipment is Chinese. Mm-hmm. And, but he had also, I think they mentioned at some point that the martial art Bruce. Is, I don't want to say Bruce Lee, right? Because fucking Show Enough keeps calling on that, and I don't want well, to disrespect Show Enough. He's a brother of Bruce Lee. And the kid in the, the movie. Kid in the Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know someone who can beat you. Who's who? Bruce Leroy. <laughs> That's badass. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah. The, so they I can't really place it, but they they say the guy. I think it's Chinese, Goju, right? Which is Ron Van Cleef, the Black Dragon. Remember the he's like a '70s martial arts mm-hmm. icon. Oh, he, was, was, he did all the chor- chor- choreography. Choreography. In this I can't movie? talk about choreography for this movie. That's uh, cool. I actually want to talk about the choreography in this movie. Um, it's actually really good for just like an '80s throwaway martial arts movie. That's because like it was done by the Black Dragon. Yeah, it was, I mean, if you like, want to watch like a fun martial arts movie, that's like it's Black Dragon. It's a '70s one, so we don't watch it. But like, uh, I think it's called Revenge of the Black Man, we Dragon. We could dip into the '70s. I don't know. I don't want to. Don't want to keep it on point. I'm going to run out of movies eventually. I don't know. It's 30 <laughs> years from now. <laughs> there was one movie that I'm like, man, I really wish this was an 80s movie. It's oh. 79, I think it still counts. Oh, okay. It was The Wanderers. Oh. And it was 79. Well, we watched The Wanderers. <laughs> so the, it's like a, the Chinese go... I'm going to say it wrong. I don't know if you like to read it. But it's a, it's a martial art that he made up, sort of. Oh, really? Yeah, Ron Van Cleef is like his combination of like uh, karate and kung fu and the shit he's learned over the years. Mm. Which is something that everybody kind of tried to do after Bruce Lee and Jeet Kune Do. It's like kind of the early mixed martial arts mm-hmm. when people were like throwing a bunch of shit together. Yeah, and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jeet Kune Do, uh, the main actor in this movie that plays Bruce Leroy, he started practicing Jeet Kune Do for this movie, and I guess he still continues to practice it to this day. Oh, good That's pretty cool. But he was like a martial arts before the movie. Uh, yeah, but... Timak, right? Timak? Yeah, Timak. Yeah, I'm not sure. He was a Motown artist, too. I don't remember any of his songs. Yeah, he didn't, like, really pop off at all. Okay, well, But he was in this movie. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he he wasn't doing Jeet Kune Do before, but I guess he did after this. Probably from meeting Ron Van And, um... Because Ron Ron Van I believe, knew Bruce Lee and and trained with Bruce Lee. That's cool. 
I don't know Bruce Lee. Elon Musk start working on that time machine. We're going back. We're gonna handle Bruce Lee. I mean, why are you gonna do that? You just clone. Elon Musk start working on that clone, clone, clone Bruce Lee. Clone Bruce Lee. Come on, get him out there. We need him now more than ever. <laughs> what this world needs is Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. He'll just straight up Jeet Kune do Jeet Kune Do Trump's ass. He'll do that thing. Remember where it takes a straw off and he flexes his lats and he gets like so wide? <laughs> How did you do that, Bruce Lee? How you lats so Look at me, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Part of his training montage in the beginning though is his chopstick skills. They like cut to him being really good at chopsticks. So I'd like that talent. You didn't see me out there destroying sushi. Just snatching sushi right out of the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and he so he uh, karate chops a couple arrows in this. He scene. grabs one out of the air. Mm-hmm. That's the, the blue arrow. The blue arrow that he grabs. Uh, that's obviously a cut. You know, they just set it up. But I did read that it took him two hours to do the other arrows, and he actually did just hit him out of the air. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. It took him two hours to do it, but he still did it. Had that been me in the movie, and like I actually did that, and. They're like, wow, you actually did it. We're going to tell everyone. I mean, it took us two hours, but you did it. I'm like, nah, I did it on the first take. <laughs> That's some Kanye Trump shirt. Uh, <laughs> nah. Nah. First take. Nah, first take. One and done. That's, uh, you know, in um, Alien Resurrection, the one with, that Guillermo del Toro directed? Yeah, the fourth one? Yeah, that has Winona Ryder in it. I think that's right. And, uh, of course, Guillermo del Toro's best friend, Ron Perlman. Uh, you know, there's a scene... Where Ripley throws the basketball overhead, like backwards, and makes it in one shot and just walks off. Oh, the Kurt Russell, like, uh. But, uh, they did that in one take. Or Sigourney Weaver did. But that's because she's. It's Sigourney Weaver, though. Yeah, she really is just like a space marine or something. Um, but then the montage ends and his master says, Hey, you're just too good now. Yeah, and you know, the entire time, you're like, you can tell the master's like, I'm just done with you, man. You need to go. Yeah. What, what part don't you get? You're finished. <laughs> Are you, I can't train you anymore, and also, like, I need to spend more time with my kids. Like, my sister's been bugging me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see her. We'll, we'll come back to that later in the movie. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he talks, he, they mentioned Take this the, belt buckle and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned the glow, so that'll come back, don't worry. Yeah. And, yeah, he gives them a pretty flashy belt buckle. I mean, it's kind of belt buckle you have from, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. When you're going to your cocaine parties. Well, uh, so pimps used to wear a lot of jewelry because the police couldn't confiscate that. They right. They confiscate right. cash. And then, so they didn't make bail. I'm just like, all right, let's sell some jewelry. I'm familiar with that. Today I learned. Oh. Is that, is, have you seen that on Reddit? I don't know, maybe. I know, I, it's hard to know what I've learned, I've read other places and what I've read on Reddit at this point. Yeah. I learned it from um, Don Magic Wand way back in the day. I remember that. Like famous pimp that was like friends with Snoop Dogg. Oh and shit! Maybe that's where I was that too. <laughs> yeah, Don Don Juan Magic Juan Don, Don Magic Juan. Uh, he had a long name. You someone out there knows who I'm talking about. Someone who's cool. Master P. Um, oh. I like that he's like, oh yeah, there is a master. He's out here in New York. Good luck. <laughs> you don't know a fucking address. <laughs> Like, what? You know he's in New York, but... Well, no, because, uh, again, as you know later on in the movie, it's, like, all, like, a false... It's a goose chase. a lot of goose chases sending Leroy on here. So there's no real master. He's just like, get the fuck out of my house. I'm done with yeah. you. Go figure it out. <laughs> he goes... So basically, he has to come back again to learn the same lesson. Like, hey, dumbass. <laughs> um, and then we immediately go from him leaving his master's house in the wharf uh, to... The movie theater. Well, first he kind of wanders around, mm-hmm. like Chinatown and Harlem. Yeah. I assume looking for the master. 
Yeah. Yeah, probably just, you know, step one of his journey. He's Shenmue in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen any sailors? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like the song in the background here. It's another one of those living in the jungle, living in the streets, you know, <laughs> like tough city streets type songs. I, again, though, I love this soundtrack. I love oh, the song is really good. It's better than um, the one that was in Cobra. <laughs> But yeah, so go on his round, please. You know what? We'll catch a flick. Go check out Bruce Lee. Um, and this is kind of where you we get the impression that like Leroy and Shonuff exist in almost like a different Harlem than everybody else. Like these guys and all the cats that hang out at the movie theater are like in some weird like feudal Japan Harlem. Yeah, they're in, like, Kung Fu Harlem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, Richie Green and, and Leroy Green Sr., and, and I don't know if Mama Green has a name, but they're all yeah. living regular Harlem with vanity and, mm-hmm. like, Eddie Arcadia. Yeah, like, we're, we're like, everyone's, well, like, everyone's normal. Yeah, everyone's, you know, watching Soul Train, running a pizza shop, just, you know, living their life and stuff. But now there's, like, some clan warfare and Kung Fu Harlem going on. <laughs> yeah. I really like, like, the world they presented. Like, yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> um, well, when they first show the movie theater scene, just because so many people step up and know Kung Fu and fight showing up, I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. This is Harlem. <laughs> I was expecting, like, the entirety of the world was going to just be Harlem, modern 80s Harlem. It's like Kung Fu Harlem. But, like, yeah, there's just, like, Kung Fu shit going on, you know? No big deal. Everybody's Kung Fu fighting. Yeah, it's the melting... They took that song to heart. Yeah, Melting Pot of America. That's <laughs> yeah, what happened. <laughs> they kind of do, they kind of play that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Especially, like, the three Asian dudes that are... Kinda... That talk jive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they make fun of him because he speaks like a martial arts movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like the juxtaposition. Of they that. use the uh, term "coolie" way too much at this point. I, I was really impressed that they threw that in there. Because <laughs> yeah, when Shona first called Shona first calls him it, right? Yeah. I was like, what? He's <sighs> calling him coolie. <laughs> yeah. So the movie scene is when we first see Shona. He bursts in and he's got a Shona street gang. Oh uh, yeah, his gang was tough as fuck. <laughs> For the like, 80s stuff, I mean, you like Cool in the Gang or uh, Sugar Hill Gang, where they got spikes and stuff. Yeah, they look like they could be an 80s rapper. Mm-hmm. And one of them looks like Cindy Lauper. They have yeah, a white there were just a couple Cindy Loppers in this movie. Mm-hmm. This one looks way cooler and tougher than the other one, though. Mm-hmm. More like the real Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, who is the prettiest? Show oh, no, 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 Am I the prettiest? Show enough. Am I the meanest? Show enough. Who is the master? Yeah, so he just comes in, um... So at this point, we know that Leroy shouldn't be looking for anybody, because the master's right there. Yep, there he is, there's the master. You got something to learn, Bruce Leroy, and you don't have to show enough. Who can beat me? I know someone can. Bruce Leroy! Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> That's when we see Leroy Green's kind of a dick, because he is in the middle of a fucking movie theater wearing a rice picking hat. Yeah, there's people behind him and everything. Yeah. And How's no one fighting this guy yet? He's eating his popcorn with chopsticks. Yeah, that part's pretty cool, though. Yeah, like, I don't think I can do it. So, I mean, I want his chopstick skills. Remember how we... Did you, you learn to use chopsticks in elementary school? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Whenever I tell people about that out here, like, now that we live in Arizona, they're like, what? Why? And I was like, I don't know, it's Bay Area, I guess. Like, it just seems... Well, did you also, uh, like, churn butter and, like... You know what? No, uh, we learned how to make ice cream. Like, the old-fashioned way in one, like, third or fourth grade or something. Similar way. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of, like, cultural yeah. stuff. I remember like, every, remember doing uh, like, every springtime, everyone was like, oh, bring in, like, your cultural recipe or your ethnic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, you fucking up. 
Well, Arizona's got a really bad public education, right? Oh, I'm sure it's awful. It was. It's been bad for a long time. I haven't looked in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's awful. So. I mean, I'm not necessarily impressed with anything. We'll probably cut this. Who knows what we'll do. I'm not necessarily impressed with my kid's school. You're not? Hell no. No. <laughs> we don't gotta cut it. Let's call them out. Let's do that school. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, Arizona's got a lot of problems, to be honest. Not the same kind of problems that you experience in other places, but... I mean, I guess it's just, everybody's got a problem. We're way off track now, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Cultural sh- appropriation is not the real issue here. It's that no one ever, uh, ever bothers to appreciate anybody else's culture. Yes. Uh, I also think cultural appropriation is real, exactly, in the way that people complain about it, mostly. Um, yeah, well, when Katy Perry, like, wears a kimono and tries to have, like, a Harajuku music video, and she's clearly just doing it to make money, yeah, that's kind of shitty. But people in Japan don't mind. They're happy to see their culture expressed. Hey, we're watching a movie right now where this dude is dressed as a kung fu. A black man from Harlem <laughs> dressed as Bruce Lee. And then he's going to fight another black man from Harlem who's dressed as the coolest goddamn karate man that ever lived. And he calls himself a shogun of Harlem. Yeah. Damn it. Um, and also, uh, martial arts films were uh, very popular in the black community in the United States. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Who is the Wu-Tang Clan? Well, it's interesting why that is the case, because German martial arts films are about uh, the little guy, a coolie, a laborer, a worker, who's got to stand up to the shogun, or the daimyo, or the landowner, you know, it's, it's oh, that's a little a guy. name for, for Kanye, the daimyo of... Daimyo of Shaitan. Daimyo, just who has to overcome, like, <laughs> oppression, basically, yeah. you know? So it's very relatable to... Um, black community, any immigrants, really, so it makes sense that fucking martial arts films rule. Some of them are Chinese propaganda, like a lot of ones get made now. Especially now, yeah, these mm-hmm. days. But the little Hong Kong movies weren't. No, the Shaw Brothers, all good. Um, so yeah, that's why The Last Dragon is important. I actually do think this movie is a great representation of America. Like, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is the America I want to live in. <laughs> we do. It's like when I watch Sesame Street, I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. me, I want to watch Sesame Street. <laughs> But, um, Shonuf's like, uh, what, who are you, man? He gets in his face, uh, he calls him a coolie. Oh, no, he doesn't call him a coolie yet. No, he calls him a coolie right there. This is the scene where he calls him a coolie. Okay. Um, and then Bruce Leroy, uh, says some, you know, crazy Bruce Lee movie type stuff. Yeah, everybody talks like the... Like the Sphinx from uh, yeah. Mystery Man. But I like that um, show enough. It's just like, he calls him out. Uh, he's like, that mobo, mobo jumbo's why no one takes Kung Fu serious. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. You got a point, show enough. And that you know, was like, you're the man, show enough. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This movie needs to be about show enough. The, I, this is a little early to throw it out there, but we've talked about, at least the last couple ones, about quasi-sequels from movies that we're, we're doing. Mm-hmm. Except for Night of the Creeps, which already had one in, in Slither. Yeah, spiritual sequel for sure. Yeah, but I would call the spiritual sequel to this one the Shogun of Harlem, and mm-hmm. it would be what happens after the last dragon dies. And it it starts off, and it's you get shown up in prison still. It's his escape to become a Shogun of Harlem again. I'd watch it. Give us money, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it. Um. Yeah. My next note here says, "Wow, so much kung fu in Harlem," because everyone steps up like. 
some big white dudes take off their shirt. <laughs> One of them was wearing like a pink tube top. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't sure about that costume choice, but I guess he just wanted to show off that like, this dude drinks a lot of beer and probably like lifts rocks. <laughs> he looks pretty. He looks like that big fat strong. You know what I mean? Yeah, the kind of dude you see like the World Strongman competition mm-hmm. like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, before like Bjorn Bjornsson came, he showed up. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Magnus Magnuson was the big ice lighted guy. He's got that quote where he's deadlifting, like he beats the world record, and he's like, "If you cannot deadlift, what is point of being alive?" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh shit!" Well, I mean, really, lots of things, man. <laughs> he just really liked it. Um, well, they're all fighting. They all like oh, yeah, step yeah, up to show up. That that giant Asian dude steps up. Like, oh man, he's gonna bust out some sick karate mm-hmm. moves. And then it's immediately clear he's never thrown a punch before. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like he was, um, gonna get you. he was he looked like he was in pretty good shape. Yeah, I thought he was. I'm like, like oh, this is the first karate match of the entire. Yeah, like the here comes some cool karate stunts. Right, I thought we were gonna mm-hmm. go. Mm. Nah, he throws a punch, but like a really um, shitty punch. And you cut to his um transsexual girlfriend, I would guess. Yeah. No, um, not the face! Yeah, don't mess up that face! That's the money maker, baby! So, like, that was, that was pretty cool, too. I like those little intercuts. And then she gets pushed out of the way by the dude in the tube top. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> and then showing up, up on stage, like, kicking him with his ass, and he sees Leroy leaving. Mm-hmm. And then he gets uh, sucker kicked. Sucker jump kicked. Yeah, yeah, by a guy who's dressed very similarly to Leroy. Yeah, he's, like, clearly... One of his students, I guess? No, he was, like, more of, like, a... Sh- he had, like, a tracksuit on. I think he's more of, like, a showing up... Mm-hmm. He's like, some down to be the Shogun Harlem. Because yeah. then he gets down real low. He's like, come yeah. on, show enough. But he just kicks him in the throat. Yeah. You don't come and show enough like that. Mm-hmm. And then those two big guys run on the stage and show enough basically just drop kicks him. And the, yeah, right. You thought you could take show enough? Mm-hmm. Drink more beer and lift more rocks. Uh, and then we cut to the bourgeoisie. Yeah, the Arcadia. Eddie Arcadia and Who's an arcade Arthur. magnet. Oh, is he? Yeah, Eddie Arcadia, the arcade magnet. That's pretty good. I like that the main villain in an 80s movie uh, owns a bunch of arcades. Yeah, because it's rotten kids' brains. Didn't they, uh... Didn't Mike Myers do that for Wayne's World 2? Isn't the bad guy an arcade owner? Rob Lowe? Was Rob Lowe or the other guy? Rob Lowe was the first one, right? Mm, Rob Lowe's in the second one? God, they're all blended together. I don't know. I haven't seen either of them in a long time. I guess I don't know. I don't know anything now. I'm just Wayne's World blew my mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, we see fake Cindy Lauper. Um, yeah, she's got very tiny teeth. <clears throat> she's almost got a uh, couple teeth. She's got a very English face, but she's um, American. Well, she may have come from she English She may have English stock. descent. A lot of Americans have English descent and German. I mean, before World War II, I believe German was the second most spoken language in America. And then when World War II happened, they're like, mm. Yeah, I mean, a couple world wars against Germany will really do a number on the German-speaking population. So like, uh, <laughs> sure. Let's not talk that way anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, Back to the Future, isn't the whole reason Doc Brown's name is Brown is because his dad changed it from Von Braun to Brown during World War II? Oh, yeah, I think that might have been a subplot. Well, not a subplot, but a throwaway line. Or World War I, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know. That makes sense, but also some Americans went back to Germany during World War II to fight for the Nazis. Yeah. Which is all, that's also crazy. Yeah, but job. you know what, if uh, the um, <laughs> Brexit doesn't work out and uh, you, you Ireland, go back to fight Ireland. <laughs> and Ireland's like, fuck this, we're taking back the North, we're calling them, uh, any one of our descent, I'm like, I'll go. I'll be like, oh, yeah, fuck the English. <laughs> Chucky Harlow. <laughs> um, it's not 1885 anymore. I, I don't actually think I would support the IRA, because I don't think we should blow up people. 
But, like, go home, British soldiers. Um, so we also meet a boxer man who's called the Great White Hopeless. <laughs> Rock, Rocky? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Starr, the great character actor? Yeah, that's his name? Mike Starr, yeah. He's definitely one of those guys that I know from a bunch of movies and never know his name. Yeah, Mike Starr. But I saw him and I was like, Oh, okay. He, has, he always plays like, you know, like the... The goon. The goon. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of a movie he's played a goon in, but I picture him and he's like in 20,000 different movies as the goon. Not the comic book character, the goon, but as a goon. Yeah, as a goon, the henchman, mm-hmm. a thug, thug the muscle. Thug a lug. This is one of his first movies, too, I think. So oh, really? He gets the rep as a, as a thuggy guy. They're like, man, he killed it in that role. <laughs> he's keep passing him. And one thing I noticed, too, is I don't think he throws a punch the entire movie. No, nah, all he does is like... Uh, Get his ass kicked. Yeah, and he like grabs vanity. Uh, there's one point where he's about to punch Leroy, and he gets hit by with a chair by one of the other henchmen, and he just goes down. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever been hit with a chair? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. But he lost I every whole every fight rock. I think it's just a throwback to that, <laughs> yeah. that line. Like he's just a hopeless idiot. <laughs> and he just sucks. Um, the other thing I noticed too is I looked up his his IMDb page. He's only six three and a half. Oh, everyone in this movie is pretty short. Well, I mean, that's the thing too. He's like cast as like a big foot guy and everything. I feel like. I'm going to go to Hollywood and become a character actor as a big thug. I just need to put on about 30 pounds when I, I got it. No, right now, um, if you don't put on that weight, you're just going to get every role that Jason Segel does and turns down. <laughs> <laughs> that's your... Uh... <laughs> Goofy white dude. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what you'll be cast as in Hollywood. <laughs> um, I mean, he does all right. He's probably, not, he's probably turning down a lot of stuff now. Oh, yeah, I think he's... Um... He's got that uh, How I Met Your Mother money, so he probably can just write and direct his own movies. Like, with, forget his own Yeah. Well, he didn't direct that one, but you know, he can he make what he wants. Him. Oh, plus he got fucking Muppets money. Oh, yeah. That was he's got to be rich. And fucking Freaks Game Star Marshall, he's like, oh, I broke up with my girlfriend who's um very beautiful. What's her name? Uh, Sarah Marshall? Yeah. <laughs> the actress, though. Oh, uh, shit. She's married to Dax Shepard. Oh, that's weird. But anyways, he's uh, like... Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. He's like, oh, I broke up with her, but there's still going to be some kissing scenes and stuff. And then also, Mila Kunis is here, and I'm going to kiss her, too. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Jason. <laughs> I'm just, you know, if you get to write a movie, and Mila Kunis and Kristen Stewart, or Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, I'm much rather kiss Kristen Bell. Or, you know, why not write a little, little kissing scene? Yeah, I don't mean he did Also, it. like, why you run a little kiss and see with Russell Brand, too? Yeah, I like Russell Brand. I know everyone like, hates him now, but I think he's funny. What did he do? What did he do? Uh, they're just like, you can't have political opinions, you're not an American, and you're an actor and a comedian. And, like, well, you're, his stand-up was pretty political. So. I mean, like, come on. Like, I don't, I'm, you know, fuck, I don't begrudge anybody their political opinions. Uh, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, but no. you're discriminating. I don't, yeah. Uh, he hangs out with Jordan Peterson, though, sometimes. Ugh, so never mind. That's I don't know like Russell Brand anymore. Yeah, he, he's kind of, <laughs> he's, like, too open-minded to other people's ideas. Like, I don't think he believes Jordan Peterson. He's I don't know, that's like, the same shit like Joe Rogan does. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah, also, like, not to disparage Jason Siegel, I don't think he wrote that script in a predatory way. Like, no, I know. Like, he kiss him. He's the one that has his dong out in the yeah. entire movie. <laughs> Got something to show <laughs> you. So, uh, yeah, we get to see the bourgeois. Um, he's got, like, a piranha or something in that tank. Yeah, I don't ever go into it, but it's something creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, right now he just wants to make fake Cindy Lauper famous, right? That's that's his goal. That's his goal. They don't really even explain in that scene, though. Yeah, there's a couple of parts where I feel like they're just underwritten. Mm-hmm. Like, Eddie Arcadia, the whole, that, that 
plot feels just yeah. I don't think you needed to be in it aside from getting Vanity and Leroy together. Yeah, and I feel like you could have done that in a different way. Which just you were probably right. Just cut out Indy Arcade all together and make it a show enough show. Yeah, the show enough's uh, an interesting dynamic villain, and then this is just like I, I get it. Rich people suck. I kind of get it. Of why they do it? Because mm. they're trying to maybe they're trying to contrast the. Uh, Crazy Kung Fu Harlem with the real world Harlem. Oh, oh, even Eddie Arcade is a little over, kind of cartoony, you know. Well, yeah, the faces he makes are for sure. He's a plus when he hires the uh, the gang of cartoon uh, henchmen. Yeah, so that they can have like a really condensed running man. Mm-hmm. That was great. Though. I was I was thinking of more of like a is it Game of Death that person movie where he, he in the it's like the old Kung Fu Tower and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, he's like at the top of the steps. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was expecting to happen. Like they're gonna have Leroy go through like a, a tower, like the seventh heaven. Yeah, he'd go through six floors, and the seventh floor would be showing off in Arcadia and Vanity. Yeah, that would have been better. They kind of did it, sort of. Right. But like they just half-assed it. Yeah, that's the problem. But yeah, after we see them not talk about their plan, we just—it's fucking time for Soul Train and. Vanity! As soon as I saw Vanity, is like, fuck crimes, Vanity's my new wife. It's like, she's probably quite old now. She probably still looks good. I, I bet she does. I'm sure she looks good. I bet she does, but she just um, had a lot more life than me, so I don't know if she'd be like, into what I'm about. Probably not. No. Nah, you missed the train. The soul born, train! You're born ten years too late! Yeah. If you were only Richard Green, you could have well, made Probably, it. I was born... So this movie came out a year before I was born, she's already got to be in her 20s, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, like, I'm assuming she'll grow 10 years younger. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know that. Half your age plus seven. Vanity hit me up. You're very beautiful. Um, but yeah, so it's Soul Train. They're basically filming Soul Train. Yeah, it's the, I made that note of my uh, thing, too. I'm like, oh, shit. It's the Soul Train. I didn't realize I was watching Saturday morning cartoons on Fox. And then, and then just Saturday ended. Soul Train. <laughs> well, look. Don um, Cornelius, what are you doing here? Um, our sisters... Shannon and Michelle used to watch Soul Train too, though. So like, yeah, they'd just true. be on on Saturdays. Cause uh, when we were the age that we would have been able, to, like, really be into Soul Train, it didn't exist anymore. No, it was still on until like two thousand four. Was it? Yeah. It just like, for real, for real. <laughs> Man, I don't remember it being on. Past, well, I don't like, think people started or caring or stopped caring about it. I think it was pretty. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure it's on like two thousand four, two thousand six. Oh. I'll look it up after we're done, but I'm almost positive. I mean, Don um, Cornelius wasn't more existent after, like, 95, but... Oh, so it didn't matter at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying, I guess. When the Hive Soul Train... It was dead to me, by the way. Yeah, the Hive Soul Train was when we were really young, but I do remember Soul Train being on because our sisters were watching it. And then so... By the time I was into music, they didn't... For some reason, they weren't, like, have They didn't have, like, punk bands on Soul Train? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was. Could have at least got, like... Bad Brains on there. That would, they would have fit right in. Yeah, they have, um, like, some reggae and uh, African music inspiration in their fucking gnarly-ass political punk music. Um, dun, dun, dun. Oh, William H. Macy's here. Yeah, <laughs> the shoveler himself. Mm, yes, mystery movement. Alright, so William H. Macy's here. Um, and immediately, you're like, oh, that guy's like, he stands out as an actor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can really act. <laughs> He's this dude at one point. <laughs> yeah. But he, like, for real, it's like, yeah. his acting compared to everyone else in the scene, everyone else you've seen in the movie thus far, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know all I mean, else, like, Vanity is okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, Leroy, not great. 
No. He does kind of. He kind of does what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he's like kind of innocent and. Um, uh, he's on the spectrum, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, they have that whole scene with you know with him and his family, mm-hmm. and his brother's caught on his fire. Bro- yeah, his brother is so awesome. Uh, <laughs> but you get the feeling that he's just kind of like you know, I don't know. You there's the you know people like this. They're just into their own little thing. Yeah, like, he's like good. the, the yeah. kid at school that was really into Magic Gathering or Pokemon. Mm-hmm. This dude motherfucker's just really into kung fu movies and Bruce Lee. Leave him alone. He's got a shit. Yeah. He's, he's not hurt nobody. He's like a nice kid. Not as far as acting, though. He's <laughs> not, not, not a great actor. Right? But uh, Richie Green, like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if he's an actual roommate, but the kid that plays Richie Green is pretty good. Show enough, Julius Carey. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's, he's the same, so he does what he's supposed to do. I don't know. He's a buddy, he's, he like stands out. He's he stands like, out. As, he's good. Mm-hmm. And he's over the top, but he, and he chews the scenery, but that's kind of what Show Enough is. Yeah, well, I see what he's wearing. I know, <laughs> I'm I know what's going on here. Uh, he's the hero of the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Starr, though, he's pretty good. You can tell he's yeah, going to be another star. Like, he, he could be a goon in the Home Alone movie mm-hmm. for sure. See, he'd Batman, throw him in a Batman movie, like terrorizing women, I'll believe it. <laughs> yeah, um, but if he was in Blank Check, uh, he would have been perfect. Oh, and this is where the, the Barge song was played, right? Yeah, it's the first introduction. First, mm-hmm. we get Vanity's weird Seventh Heaven song, which, good um, God, it's terrible. It just got yeah. It's it just meanders. Mm-hmm. It's uh almost experimental for the time period too, but it's like experimental in a really bad way. Yeah. It's like don't experiment. Stick to the formula, Barry Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like John Lennon Revolution Nine. Mm-hmm. You're like, what are you fucking doing, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can win a chance to date Vanity. Uh huh. Everybody's into that. I was like, damn. <laughs> Missed my chance. <laughs> Where's that phone number? I call the hotline. I'm on the request line. Yeah, but then you're having a debarge in the rhythm of the night, which mm-hmm. that sounds so good. Like that song, I'm pretty sure this song was introduced by this movie, and it, the song definitely transits. Oh, it has way more this movie. This song way more than the movie. Yeah, the song had way more legs than this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it got like number one on the R&B charts at least. I'm sure if or at least top ten is yeah. all on the top one hundred. I'm sure. Love that mustache debarge. You got that eighties. Mm-hmm. Black dude mustache, everybody loves it. Yeah, he's looking good. He's probably like, call me a vanity. <laughs> and she's like, hell yeah. It's a weird contrast though. Like, you immediately go from the seventh heaven song to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the seventh heaven song is so bad. Because want to make this song against so this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, vanity, um, we're going to put one of your deep, deep cuts, one of your very bad B sides on. Well, I think it probably has. Do you think that she wrote it before this? The movie where they because the so the show is called Seventh Heaven, right? So that's why the song is Seventh Heaven. Hmm, that's it. Yeah, it must be. I assume it's made for the movie. Hmm. I mean, a bunch of these songs were made for the movie. Yeah, like the glow. Yeah, which is also not a very good song. Oh, I like that song. Oh really? Yeah. I think... <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, it's probably made for the movie then. Go, go. But uh, then she's driving home and she uh, catches a little pea cat. Bruce Lee on, on the streets. Right, well, she gets uh, accosted. Well, yeah, but first she sees Leroy and she's like, hmm, hmm, who that boy? Who him is? Uh, and she gets accosted by Eddie Arcadia's goons. Mm-hmm. By Leroy. Leroy Zazer. Yeah, she's like, oh, you don't want to do that? I'm here. <laughs> What's up? Kung Fu time. I want to point out the sound effects for the Kung Fu fights, and I first noticed it in this scene, but it was continuing onwards. It's like every hit sounds like he's punching 
wet meat. <laughs> Sounds like it's really just like wet meat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he kicks the asses. He punches the shit out of their wet meat. Cut to back to. Uh, well, I mean, first he's like, "Alright, you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I would wish I could thank you. Uh, what's your name?" And she turns around, and she's like, oh. "Yeah, like Batman." He's like, he's "Batman in it." He's like, "No, I can't risk other people's lives because I'm out here fighting these crimes." <laughs> But we go back to Eddie Arcadia, um, his goons are like... We got beat up by like 20 black dudes. 20 guys, black guys with big chains. I had the one black guy in the gang is like... <laughs> well, he's not that says he had big chains. Yeah, big chains. Big chains. Sticks. <laughs> I don't know. What a black guy's got. And this is where Eddie Arcadia is making really weird faces. When I tell him the story, he's like... Doing a Popeye impression. Yeah, which is a visual podcast, but yeah. really... <laughs> He kind of keeps up the weird facial impressions throughout the entire movie. Yeah, this is when I first noticed it, though. Someone's trying to turn around in my driveway. I'll go there and beat him up. Fight him. Um, hitting what meat? Oh, yeah, his faces. Uh, but then, now it's time. Finally, showing up's back. Jeez. Uh, but first, we see Leroy's, like, training academy. He's training little kids. Or younger kids. Uh-huh. Um... Well, I mean, I mean Johnny's age. Yeah, Johnny's probably around Johnny his age. Yu, mm-hmm. who is like the whitest Asian dude. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that guy in real life is not Asian. I think he's mixed. Yeah? Yeah. I'm gonna look up his name, but I bet it's not an Asian name. Maybe his mom's Asian. Mm-hmm. That happens. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. In America. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a melting pot. Oh, that's true. No, it's more of like a salad, salad or, or a meat it. grinder. Or okay. I think meat grinder is more <laughs> Yeah, we all end up together in hell. In the rich's belly. The rich people don't eat hamburger. No, but eventually we will eat the rich. This metaphor has gotten really weird. When the revolution comes, sense. I'm going to eat them and I'm going to have a beach house. It's going to be all tore up though because I'll have had to have gone in and eaten all of them. But it'll still be fine. There's no way this is actually making the podcast you cut this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I'm coming for you, rich folk. Um, my note here, though, for the arrival of Shonuff is goddamn fashion icon. Shonuff. Because he's got fucking, like, Legion of Doom pads on. This yeah, he does. This is, like, wrestling extra mm-hmm. from the Road Warriors. And he's got that tiger belt on that's, like, it looks like a WWE, WWF. Excuse me. I don't like to say WWE. It's, like, one of their belts, like, the design of it, but it's tiger stripes. World Wildlife Hunt. Mm-hmm. Nah, World Wrestling Federation. I think it works because it's a tiger belt for the World Wildlife Federation. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so he's got that coolest belt on. He's got, like, some Legion of Doom shoulder pads. His hair's cool as fuck. He's got those shutter shades. Mm-hmm, shutter shades with the Japanese flag right in the center. Um, and then he's got, like, track pants from a gi. Like, he's got gis that are gis, but they're also, like, track like, They're like Adidas gis. Yeah, they're dope. Fucking dope. And he calls uh, Leroy a limp wimp. And that was pretty good. <laughs> Man, hey girls, fight him. Maybe that'll get him hard. You limp wimp. <laughs> that's what he says. And it's pretty good. And the girls bully the shit out of him. Like, come on. I'm going to peel you like a banana. Like a banana. And they're like fake punching him. One of them really gives him a little slap. He's like, ooh, ooh, yeah. I'm like a time going to my tiger pose. Mm-hmm. Cat stance. Leopard, leopard style. They activated his kung fu. Uh, he calls him a coolie again. Yeah, yeah, he's got to throw that racism around. And then uh, he uh, makes him kiss the converse. Well, at first, he uh, Johnny's like, "You can't do this to uh, to my boy." 
Leroy here. Why? He tries to do his crazy. Oh yeah, because earlier he talked about how um no one's fight a crazy man. No, no one's fight. Whenever they see an Asian man, East Asian man, um, and as long as you like make a noise and do a karate move, everyone gets scared. Which we should know is not. He should know is not true because we saw a movie theater scene at the very beginning, and none of those guys were scared of Asian mm-hmm. dudes. No, and also um. One of the unfortunate, uh, subtle racist things in the United States is that we tend to demasculate Asian men. So that's totally not true, Johnny. <laughs> Stand up for your people. Uh, but uh, showing up sends the Beast after him. I think that was the guy's name. The Beast. Oh yeah, because they all have like weird names too. Beast yeah. and Crazy Girl. Stab. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the other gang from Return of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. the rival gang. Yeah. <laughs> Way tougher. Right? Yeah, like the Spider and Trash. They all got pushed out of uh, Harlem. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, Kansas. City. So we got. Or we got to move to Kansas because we just can't hit it. We can't handle the the fucking jungle. Yeah. Jungle out here. Limp wimp. Oh uh, yeah, but he kisses the converse. Oh man. Kiss the converse. Kiss the converse. He's got some Converse for every outfit mm-hmm. that showing up does. He he's knows how to accessorize. He's a he's a wealthy man, I think. I just like to think that he owns his own like kung fu haberdashery or like a rival dojo. I think he'd have like a sad dinner with his family, but he just seems to be kind of not. It's more of a breakfast. I think it's like the next day. Oh really? I think so. The Soul Train's on or Seventh Heaven's on. Oh really? Maybe, I don't know. They didn't and to me, Soul Train's on in the morning. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was syndicated, so it could technically be on any time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it came on like noon when Saturday morning cartoons were over. Um, but yeah, this is where we find out about his dad's pizza shop. Yeah. Well, which... Everyone thought I was crazy when a black <laughs> man opening a pizza shop. Which doesn't seem that crazy, but I guess 85 maybe was. Direct your pizza to Papa Green's a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, isn't it? That is good. Uh, he's got little sayings all over the pizza shop. Mm-hmm. We see that later on when, like, Richie and Leroy are in there, and then when comes in. He messed it up. Um, but then, yeah, this is a little... Uh, Richie's just... Man. He's, he's really straight up this. clowning on Leroy. Yeah, he's like, you suck, man. You suck. Nobody likes you. Richie does nothing but take the piss out of his yeah. brother. He's like, yeah, no one's ever going to touch you, you limp wimp. <laughs> you don't even know what people would what to do. It ain't going to sit around staring at you while you figure it out. Yeah, and that's that's them at the pizza shop then later on because um, he wants to meet Vanity. Yeah, well, because he doesn't want to meet Vanity. Vanity has his belt buckle. Oh, yeah. And so he's trying to get it back. Uh, which he, like, he could, I guess he doesn't want to tell Richie that he has like Bruce Lee's magic metal mm-hmm. he's just like i don't want to meet her for any reason besides the secret reason which i will not tell you yeah. it's not because of my penis um his uh richie's got some leather pants on in this scene i don't know if he knows <laughs> that's not leather. i noticed it yeah. richie dressed pretty fly yeah his eyes like that's pretty wild for like a 13 year old yeah well i mean i guess papa green's pieces know pretty good i'm they could just be pleather i like to think it's pleather i don't think the greens are in, into it into leather yeah but uh richie it's like, all right, you can come with me to Seventh Heaven. You just gotta carry me on your back. <laughs> and he's really bad at rapping. Cut to him really bad at rapping. <laughs> he's like, I know uh, you get the this is what it is, and it's all about the good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just, not kind of just doing some ad libs, I guess. Um, and in this scene, Richie's got uh, some sweats on with the formal shirt, which I thought was interesting. He also had uh, um, their paint. Remember, like people used to like band there, like the bottom of their pants to make them. Yeah, we used to walk around with some peg pants. Yeah, because I used to do Speaking of our sisters, that's what they used to do to us. 
make us look cool like Richie. <laughs> uh, but they get to seventh heaven. Everyone's lining up outside. Uh, there's a giant sign. Well, and this is when you learn like Richie's a man on the streets. Oh yeah, he's, he's like tickets. Uh, I don't want to pay for goddamn tickets. Don't you ever say that shit in front of me again? Slack taste touch you know. Uh, but there is a big sign on front of it, um, and it says Coke is it, and there's Coca Cola logos everywhere because I guess. Product placement. Yeah, obviously it's Asia. Mm-hmm. No, they don't get inside. You're you're fucked up. Oh, we get Rich, Richie tries to knock on the door. Because mm-hmm. well, what happens later? Certainly, Richie's like, oh, we're going on, we're going to go on a back secret entrance. Don't worry, I'm going to pay for tickets. Oh yeah, that's right. And then uh, they we see like uh, Eddie Arcadia's men go inside the building, right? Oh, and they Richie's video start, production. <laughs> yeah, video production. <laughs> I have a lot of problems with this the way this plays out, but yeah. So Richie bangs on the door, and they don't open because obviously it's not his normal boys inside. It's, mm-hmm. it's Eddie Arcadia's men. And so he's like, all right, you wait here, Leroy. I'm going to go try to figure this out because you're too stupid. Well, well he doesn't. You understand. don't know streets. He, he you doesn't. don't have the street smarts like old Richie mm-hmm. Green here. No. Me and my little the pants will be right back. In my fedora, in my <laughs> piano tie. <laughs> uh, so Leroy's hanging out there just meditating. And uh, we see Rock take Vanity out into the van, like, hey, there's, like, a soundtrack, which apparently Vanity, despite being in TV production, thinks soundtracks are done inside the video production van outside the arena. Yeah, so, you know, I've been on this show for, like, five years now. Um, this makes sense. <laughs> Go ahead and put me in this van. And as soon as the door closes, she realizes, that's when she realizes there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, man. <laughs> Richie, or not Richie, but Leroy tries to take off after her, and of course Rock has dropped an Eddie Arcadia manifesto book, mm-hmm. and that's how I know. He's like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, mm. better get my ninja outfit. Yeah, he's ninja time. That's something I know it says ninja time. This is where I was like, oh shit, they're just really dunking on Cindy Lauper because they show like the music video, video and it's really bad, a really bad rendition of Cindy Lauper. Like I'm just very gory, like have. Like something against any level? Was I don't it know. To this or what? I don't wanted to look it up to, just to see if I didn't know it beforehand because you know I, I have an impression of Barry Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. I like Cindy Lauper. I don't know. She, yeah, I, thought she I was... don't believe she was put forth by a, a '80s uh, arcade mogul. I don't think so. I think she did it herself, right? I don't know. We'll look into it, I guess. Oh, I, as far as I know, she seems like a cool lady. She had some good songs. Goonies are good enough. Yeah, you know, when we're good enough. Good enough. Um, her dad was Captain Lou Albano, though. Not in real life. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw that documentary. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> that Cindy Lauper documentary, Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Captain Lou was her dad. Yeah. So that's really how she got the in there. Mm-hmm. And she, like, knew Hulk Hogan and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Mr. T. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why they're being so mean to her in this movie. Her dad's gonna fuck Barry Gordy up. This <laughs> is Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, Ninja Time, though, this is where ninja stuff happens. But, I mean, we also find out that she's, like, kind of, like, a, at least a nice woman. She's like, oh, she doesn't know what she's saying. Don't murder her, please. Oh, yeah, the fake Cindy Lauper? Yeah, because Vanity's like, oh, this music is awful, and it's not going on my show. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because I think she's just, she just wants to make music. <laughs> and uh, she just wants to have fun, like a girl. <laughs> like girls should. And um, Eddie Arcady is the one that's crazy. But, luckily, uh... Has some ninja saves. Comes in, hitting the wet meat again. This is where Rock tries to throw a punch against hits by a, an air chair. Mm-hmm. Goes uh-huh. down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, he really like fucks up Eddie Arcadia's dudes in like a minute. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's done, and then 
he's like, hot head needs a cool, cool wine. Drink. And he dunks him into that tank. And everyone's like, fucking no, not the man. <laughs> he's gonna lose his brains. And luckily, he doesn't get his nose bit off. No, but he does have a little scratch about his eye mm-hmm. when he comes out. I don't know if he had it before he went in. I like to think he didn't. Yeah, so whatever that monster is in that tank, spared him. I'm assuming it's like piranhas or something. I feel yeah. like a lot of 80s bad guys have piranha tanks in there. It's very like James Bond. Yeah. Like, yeah, Bond, these are piranhas. And so after this, Richie goes back to the seventh house studio with Vanity. She mm-hmm. gets back. Yeah, it's all romantic and stuff, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, it's like this at this point, she's like, oh shit, I caught me a, like a dumb, sweet one. Mm hmm. Have you ever read, um, read Great Expectations? Yes. Joe Gardry. Joe Gardry. That is uh, Bruce Leroy. Hey, yeah. I he's like, just like He's not like a dumb guy. He's just a simple, nice, sweet dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like you were saying earlier, too, he's just into what he's into. Yeah. yeah. Joe Gardry's into blacksmithing. Mm-hmm. Leroy's is like into his... martial arts and Bruce Leroy. Yeah. Like his, his true life calling was smithing. And then for Leroy, it's... Being Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. which You're just being a nice dude, yeah, very relatable. And then to this point, so uh, Vanity shows Leroy some like Bruce Willie music video shit, mm-hmm. and it's at that point he's like, "Oh, I got it." Oh no, that's not until way later. No, it's at this point. No. Yes. No. Yes. This is no, no. That's like the end of the movie where Vanity shows him the Bruce Lee stuff and they kiss. They don't kiss right now, and then no, they don't kiss right now. This is the she shows him the Bruce Lee music video, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta." Wear a disguise. No, that's definitely later on in the movie. I mean, those are disguised to go talk to the three Chinese guys. Yeah, that's right. No, that's at this, this point, and then he comes gonna... back to the sea. In between this and, and that, he uh, sure enough shows up at the pizza parlor. parlor. Yeah. Does he wear a disguise twice to meet the Chinese guys? No, there's only one disguise. All right, then this is not that we, part We skip part of the past the first Chinese guy meeting. No, not according <laughs> to my notes, because we. Um, and then we got a dance party, they show some more Seventh Heaven, and then he, yeah, this, now he's about to meet Chinese guys for the first time, because I remember the fortune cookie company is named Some Dumb Goy. Some Dumb Guy, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't have a disguise for this one, this is where they're making fun of, they call him Cooley too. <laughs> and they say, take a hike, cool breeze. Alright, well, let's talk about the three Chinese guys. They're fucking hilarious. And, well, I mean, the, fir- the first introduction, they had like a little dance. Yeah, yeah a little dance, yeah. Uh, and there's tons of people watching them, they're really into it. Yeah, because like, cool. like, okay, these guys got some moves. They're like, hey, it's those three famous guys that have a fortune cookie shop. And some they're doing dance moves. Which is, I guess, it's supposed to, I think it's on purpose, supposed to be funny, like, uh, some dumb guy. Yeah. Or maybe it's it. maybe specifically some dumb guy, and they're also Jewish. And they, like, ah, damn goys, which is what <laughs> they call them on Jews. Uh, but yeah, they do the dance. Um, they really just heckled shit out of Bruce Leroy. Like he gets a lot of shit. From yeah. Richie, from Shonoff. It's from... not like, it seems like good-hearted from these guys, though. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're having fun at his expense, though, so this one's bully. Yeah. Yeah. But I like them, though. They're funny. <laughs> they're funny. Um, I do like the, it was an interesting juxtaposition, like, the, the three Asian dudes, we, I think we said it was being, but uh, uh, Taka Jai versus yeah. the uh, one black dude. Like really into martial arts movies and Asian culture. Mm-hmm. This is America. This is America. It's Marion. Marion? Cobretti? <laughs> um, yeah, now show enough messes up Pete's parlor. So I'm here to see Leroy Green. Mm-hmm. I'm Leroy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
oh, you're talking about Junior, and his whole gang laughs, and it's like, ha-ha, he's somebody's son. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why is that? <laughs> Why is that so comical? Now, what, when the, when Shirinoff starts going crazy and his gang starts destroying the, um, the Richie's little white friend, for some reason, takes off his little studded bracelet, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if he's like, oh, shit, I don't think these black guys steal my things. Or if he's like, oh shit, they're all wearing studded bracelets. I don't want to be like these guys. <laughs> I can go either way. I mean, he's hanging out with Richie, so he can't be that racist. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect him to be that one since he's hanging out with Richie. He's a white kid that lives somewhere in Harlem, adjacent <laughs> to Harlem. I don't think he's probably that racist. But he, like, he, as soon as they start going crazy, he takes off that studded bracelet. <laughs> What's Maybe going he's on? gonna wrap around his fist, do some work. Well, he hides in his jacket, I think. Oh, man, I don't know. He's like, damn, I can't wear studs anymore. I like, that's what guys. I think it is. He's like, oh, shit, I don't know. Is this I what the studs mean? <laughs> I don't want to be associated with these fellers. But little did he, does he know that show enough is the hero of the story. <laughs> um, show enough's looking cool again in this, too. He's got... Um, I mean, you know what? Show enough's always looking cool. Yeah, I just want to talk about his outfit again, though. So he's still got cool hair. No show shades this time. Um, no, he has show shades on at the end. when He, put, he puts them on oh, right as he's leaving. Yeah, he actually does have them for a second when he's like... First walks in, and then he tucks, tucks him into his tiger, tiger belt. belt. Yeah, oh, he's so badass. Um, oh, he's so cool. Yeah, he's got like black tracky pants on this time, and his uh, shoulder pads are black this time instead of red. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Thanks, Jonah. Um, they put Richie in the garbage can. Uh, then they drive away in what looks to be a transformer. <laughs> their van. It's like Mr. T's van, but it's like all colored up to look like mm-hmm. enough van. Yeah, it looks like they have like like satellite equipment and shit in there. It's got so many antennas and shit on top. I feel like yeah, like the Harlem Kung Fu A team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pull Richie out of the garbage can, and he's he, now he's a spaghetti boy. <laughs> spaghetti boys. There's a I guess you call them streetwear company, but they mostly just like make memes and weird shit on YouTube called Spaghetti Boys. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. The guys <laughs> like spaghetti boys. But also, I thought it was a pizza shop. Why is there so much spaghetti in his garbage? Make spaghetti too. I mean, it's a, a pizza shop. You gotta have some biscuit. You gotta have some spaghetti. Ah, some spaghetti. My spaghetti. Oh, so you're making a spaghetti. You fall in the trash. It's a spaghetti. Oh, yeah. the spaghetti, Richie. Oh, this is the last form of acceptable racism, <laughs> by the way. Italian <laughs> well, accents. Making fun of other uh, white ethnicities. Oh, I guess I'll do an Asian dude's voice. Hold on, where's the Thomas Akita, the master, right? Oh, <laughs> oh he'll, he'll be back. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. He's got a really cool, like... Hey, he's got that cool Japanese guy voice. Yeah. But it's not like the... It's a little bit more... I don't know what to say, because the cool Japanese guy voice. Well, like, Toshiro Mifun is... Yeah. That's the cool Japanese guy voice. Your song is like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Toshiro Mifune? Mm-hmm. Mifune? Or Mifune? I don't know how to yeah. I'll ask my friend Amanda. She knows Japanese a little bit. She usually understands names anyways. Because she can read kanji. That's right. And kanji. <laughs> we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about Akira. Akira Kurosawa? Yeah. But he's great. What should we talk about him about? I don't know. We just mentioned like his most famous actor. Yeah, appeared he appears in like so 10 about, Akira Kurosawa. And we're talking movies. about... Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how great it is. How... Fulfilling it is to say Akira Kurosawa's name. It is really fulfilling to say Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. I like saying it. It's funny. Not like Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. He hasn't made a good movie since 1998. Same with Private Ryan. Yeah, there's gotta be one after that. Mm, oh, actually, you don't. I like Lincoln a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like there's, there's more between that and Lincoln. 
actually like Munich. Oh, Munich's cool too. Oh, never mind. Steven Spielberg, you're still all right. <laughs> we we still like you. Yeah, Ready Player One. I didn't see Ready Player One, but yeah, I wasn't interested it. in it anyways. My kids like E.T. Oh, that's good. Most kids do, I think. I was scared of E.T. when I was a kid, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess everybody's a little scared of it. Because it's a little horror-y when they first meet E.T. Yeah, with the, uh, or the um, Reese's Pieces. Yeah. And he, like, traps him. Do the fucking E.T. Or when he's hiding in the closet, even though you already know he's friendly at that point. Yeah. But for some reason, that that still image of him in the closet with stuffed animals is just still terrifying. <laughs> um, so uh, this is actually an amazing bit of acting when uh, Leroy returns to the family pizza shop and he's just got that one single tear. <laughs> and his mom hugs him and tears up even more. I was like, oh man, I'm feeling this. <laughs> I'm feeling this. Like everything I said about mm-hmm. him. Well, no, because then... It, not too good later on, but he got that scene. Yeah. Maybe well, he's just like, he's a sad guy anyways. <laughs> he's just like, I understand sadness. Uh, so he does some angry training. He's ready. Punching stuff. Um, that's about it. Mostly just hitting the heavy bag. Which I get. I like to hit the heavy bag when I'm angry too. The other day I came home from work early because I was on like my man period, I guess. I don't know, everything was bothering me. So I just came home and hit the heavy bag and I was like, oh, show sure enough. I'll get you. <laughs> Are you going to put Shono's face on the heavy bag? No. Mm-hmm. You should put Leroy's face oh, on the heavy bag. Oh, yeah, no, because the hero. Uh, then you got to get a big poster of Shono's face in the garage. Where you oh, one of my uh, co-workers, he's an older gentleman, but uh, he really likes 70s kung fu movies like, and, like, Dolomite and the Shaft and stuff like that. He's Box telling me to Yeah. He used to have um, one of Isaac Hayes' like, album for one of the Shaft films, uh-huh. and uh, it had, like... A full, like, life-size fold-out cut-out of Shaft. Oh, my God. And I was like, you still got that? And he's like, no, nah, he doesn't know where it is, but I want to get one. I want, like, a full cut-out of Shaft. <laughs> um, oh, and this one, they show us the cartoon characters. Oh, he's yeah. He's like, yeah. this is your resume, and it's, like, clippings of crimes you've done. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. And, and then, then one guy just throws, like, a rumpled piece of paper at him and then headbutts the... Table. I'm like, what? Give this man whatever he wants. Like, oh no, he doesn't seem that dangerous. <laughs> but now we at see this point, I'm like, oh man, they're gearing up for like a really cool final fight. And then... Yeah, it didn't, no, the payoff's not really there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so we now we see Show Enough. They cut to show Rock. What's Rock? The big dude? Rocky. Rock. Rocky. Rock. And um, Mike Star. Mike Star and Eddie Katie, and they came to see Show Enough's moves, and he's whooping the shit out of someone. Um, my note here says, whoa, kicked in the bit, dick big time. <laughs> he really kicks that dude in the dick. He does that karate move where, like, got him on the ground, and he, like, pulls his leg apart, and... Mm-hmm. Wow. Looks like... Bring the heel down. Yeah, it always looks like they're, like, stepping onto, like, your ear and thigh or something, I guess, so... You don't actually destroy the dick? dick? Yeah, but this one, it's like, nah, kicked in the dick big time. Like, he kicked his dick right off. He was hurt. He was hurt back. <laughs> you know what he did? He kicked him. Kicked him right in the penis. <laughs> he was hurt. He was hurt back. Um, and then after the fight, uh, they drape a cape on him like James Brown. Oh, that was really cool. I was like, oh my god. Show enough. Oh, jeez. And then he, again, he's wearing like, his red yeah, he's shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Uh, they're like the uh, uh, fight padding. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't quite wear it, right? <laughs> no, because... He's, he's wearing a real cool one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his white, his white knee pants. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Show enough. <laughs> and so, like, they're basically... He's like, like you can keep the money. Yeah, I want to fight him for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they recruit Show Enough. I didn't necessarily like that part, 
because uh, I can't picture showing up working for anybody. I yeah, like, really not really. I understand he just wants to beat up Bruce Leroy, but I don't know. Doesn't sit right with me. I feel like showing up, they should have had showing up kill those guys and, like, I'll take care of Bruce Leroy. You guys are dead and out of the movie now. Oh, man. That was, oh, okay. Here's how I rewrite the final third act. It is exactly like I thought originally. It's going to be like the whole Kung Fu Tower scene where Leroy's supposed to fight all these guys and then fight Shonoff at the top. Instead, Shonoff goes, shows up at the tower, beats up all those guys himself, and it's just him at the oh, end. All right, yep. Yeah, and when, he, when Leroy gets to the top, Eddie Arcadia is dead on the floor at Shonoff's feet. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's up? Who is the master? Who is the master? That's exactly what happens. He walks in and says, who is the master? You remember that uh, Busta Rhymes music video? Busta Rhymes kind of looks like Shona. Well, um, he... I just, Hair-wise, I guess. That, like, you just... You said the quote of the line perfectly. It just reminded me of that. Um, There's a Busta Rhymes music video where... I mean, Busta Rhymes is definitely it. seen Last Dragon. Yeah, well, halfway through it, uh, the music stops, and it's Busta Rhymes, like, kind of dressed like showing up, and he says those lines, and I just don't realize he was being shown up. <laughs> it's, who is the Damn, Busta? Damn, Busta Rhymes. Uh, he was in uh, a Halloween movie, remember that? No. He was in, like, H2O. <laughs> Halloween H2O. With, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and... Get get away, get away, get away. Josh Hartnett. Um, he doesn't make music anymore, I don't think. That's disappointing. He's, I just remember um, him getting really upset at some fans because he had to take shit and they're like, he walked past them. <laughs> There's a video of him, like, he's bun up, like, Busta walked past uh, somebody and she's like, hey, we're just fans. I just couldn't take a shit. <laughs> I love Busta Rhymes. Me too. But, uh, so after that, they cut back to Richie and his friends. He's still friends with them, even though they chickened out. <laughs> but I guess, you know, friendships can last a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, are you going to fight showing up for somebody? I mean, I might fight showing up for you, but you're my brother. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll fight him for, like, mom, dad, your kids, uh, you, stuff like that. But, oh, it was different. Well, yeah, I also, like, I don't really, like, like anybody unless I know what their mama look like. That's, like, <laughs> phrase. Like, I don't trust anyone if I don't know what their mama look like. <laughs> yeah. So, that's fair. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, that's not what your mama look like. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yep. That's um, how you know if it's a friend or not. You know what their yeah. mama look like. Yeah. Uh, there's crazy ADR in this scene. It must have been like a lot, like hell loud on that street. Mm-hmm. It ruined the audio. Alright, so at this point, this has to be where Leroy goes back and tries to, uh... Yeah, this is where they see the blue, oh, he sees Bruce Lee, and they do a kiss, and he's like, Oh, thanks Bruce Lee, I got a great idea, and he leaves, and uh, Bambi's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm horny from the glow. Um, also, the, so the two brothers both want vanity, and my note here says, Two brothers, one woman. Double Dragon. <laughs> also, at the end of the movie, is they have to fight over Vanity. I think we know how that ends, though. Yeah, Rishi messes him up. <laughs> he just gets the power of showing up. Uh, yeah, so now he's got the disguise. It's a really good disguise, because he just looks like himself with hipper clothes. Yeah, he and, looks like himself but dressed normal. Mm-hmm. And he's got pizza. He goes to talk to the three Chinese dudes again. Uh, they're like, hey, aren't you that coolie from earlier? And he says... Nah, we all just look alike. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. I liked it because there's Chinese guys and a black man, and that's what you hear about Chinese people and black people. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha, racism is good. Like, uh, when you turn it into a joke like that, <laughs> racism is fine. Um, and then these guys seem like they just love to have a good time because they offer him urban wine and they want to smoke weed. And it doesn't look like it's wine, though. It looks like a little bottle, bottle of Jaeger. 
Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, their <clears throat> definition of wine is very loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's alcohol. So then he hangs out with them. So he, he asks if he wants to play craps. And he's like, oh, yeah, craps. Of course, I know. And then they're you want to play it my way. <laughs> and it's hopscotch. <laughs> don't touch wine. And then he's just like, man, fuck it. Where's the master at? <laughs> Like, we'll show you the master. And it's a computer that just prints out fortunes. Yeah, we made him up. Because they're fucking dynamite businessmen. Yeah. They're outside dancing, inside smoking and drinking. They got their own business. I want to be these guys. They have a great life. Uh, did you ever go do the like the China town field trip as a kid when we were in California? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you visit the Portuguese factory? factory? Yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a machine printing out fortunes <laughs> and making cookies. They get the whole big bag of them. Smart businessman. That's them. They're like, oh, and he's like, man, now what am I gonna do? He's like, ah, I better go see my old master and get mm-hmm. his shit going together. So, and while Leroy's doing this, um, Angela, the Cindy Lauper wannabe. Oh yeah. She goes to the dojo to try to warn Leroy that uh, he's gone crazy. Johnny. Gonna, yeah, she talks to Johnny. Johnny, you. Johnny, you. Um, yeah, she. So she's done with him. She's through with it because he. It was like, you're just some lady from, I don't know, you mentioned some... Central... Central Q? I don't know what that is. With tits. And yeah. he's like, well, yeah, you're the same thing, trading off my tits, you piece of shit. Yeah, she fires back real hard. But I, I was like, well, fuck Central Q. I don't know too much about New York and the five boroughs or anything, though, so maybe it's like something... It's like, probably somewhere in Jersey. Mm. Well, because yeah, they have the, like, the Long Island, New Jersey kind of accent. Plus, you have to think of like the, the general... People moving to New York trying to make it big and be big tough shots. They're all from Jersey. They're all from They're from like everywhere these days though. Yeah, but I mean, that's the stereotype yeah. with the New York meets Jersey people. Don't we all? What goods ever come out of New Jersey? Springsteen. Misfits. Kevin Smith. I don't really like Kevin Smith. Oh, What did he ever do to you? He seems like a nice guy, I guess, but... And I guess maybe he... Kind of has done a lot to get us to the point where like that comic book movies could be made and get to this point and stuff, but hey man, he I just seems to have no taste. He loves every nerd shit that gets made. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably true to a certain extent. Well, you remember uh, uh, two fat guys on Batman or fat man on Batman? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's always just like fucking Justice League is so good. This is what happens. Justice League. Oh my god, I can't believe I saw the Flash. And the other guys like. Alright, gotta, I gotta reel him in. This movie was garbage. But no, he just fucking loves everything. Any nerd shit that comes out, he loves it. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like Leonard Maltin. Leonard Maltin never saw a movie he didn't like. Yeah. But, I don't know, you need that. To a certain extent, and plus... That's true, because you know what? I watched Justice League the other day for the first time, and like, yeah, it's a really bad movie, but like, I was just hanging out watching the movie, and I was like, this is still okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not there in the world. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, like, people take movies... Too seriously, to the point, like, if it's not good, it's, it's, like, it ruins you somewhere. Oh, no, I'm not ever personally affected by movies. Yeah, not since X-Men 3. X-Men 3. Oh, that's a really bad one. <laughs> yeah. I'm the juggernaut, bitch! Um, I feel bad supporting any X-Men movies, though, because Brian Singer is a pedophile. Someone needs to do something about that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? But, I don't know, it's like the whole Bill Cosby thing. Like, mm-hmm. I heard that shit years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone already kind of knew. And that's the thing, is like, Hannibal Burst just had one bit about it. Uh-huh. That got popular on the internet, and everyone was like, what, is this true? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's fucking true. Everyone fucking knew. 
and like, the people that like try to disparage any kind of like Me Too movement or anything like that, like, why are they only coming out about it now? Well, motherfucker, because people didn't listen for 30 years. Alright, well, let's get back to this movie that doesn't have Bill Cosby in it, thankfully. <laughs> Um, what role could Bill Cosby play? He's never—he could be Richie or he would have been the dad, like dad, the yeah. dad. Yeah, we couldn't afford Bill Cosby at this point, though. Still making that Cosby Show money. Now this is eighty-five. Probably... That's not Cosby Show, yet, is that? Yeah, eighty-five. I don't think I have to look it up. Mm. I don't know, but this is definitely the height of his. Uh... But I mean, it would have been like Cosby Kids, you know, Fat Albert, and Cosby Kids. Mm-hmm. This is surely the height of his career as a comedian and oh, also oh, yeah. as a rapist, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is it. <laughs> they, co- they, go, they, they coincide. They're, mm-hmm. they, it's the same trajectory. Um, so Richie's going to get his ninja shit on again, but he doesn't have masks this time. He's just well, I mean, like, Andy Arcade already knows Leroy. Yeah. Oh, not Richie. Yeah, Leroy. Yeah. Ninja stuff. Uh, this is where I thought it was going to be Condensed Running Man, where he, like you said, he'd have to... Fight all the, all the monster guys and one by one be some cool fights. But, but then, it looks like they're just gonna mob him. Yeah, and then his uh his like crew, the kids he teaches all show up. Right, and that's and suddenly there's like this one like master like ten year old ninja kid. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's the one that frees Johnny, and I assume mm-hmm. Johnny rounds up everybody. Yeah, presumably. Uh, I have my notes. I just call him little kung fu because he's just whooping everyone's ass. <laughs> Where was he at? He's a terrible actor though. Yeah, he just has. He's moves. not good. He's like, come on, Johnny, you're free now. Oh, well, we've already missed the second showing. <laughs> oh man. Man, ah, oh, shucks the bucks. <laughs> yeah, but then he beats everyone up. <laughs> uh, and so Eddie realizes things are not going for him. So him and Rock take off with uh, Richie and Vanity mm-hmm. to the abandoned warehouse, which is a feature of, of like several of the eighty movies we've seen so far. Yeah. So um, the final conflict of movies has to take place in a warehouse, a foundry, somewhere industrial. Yeah, it's some abandoned, abandoned industrial, industrial area. Uh, I'm guessing it's really cheap and really easy to get filming permission. Plus, you get lots of cool lighting. Mm-hmm. You get some some cool scene back, scenery and some backdrops without a lot of money. Yep. Uh, but now it's uh, show enough time. Yeah. Like this when he appears here. His entrance is really, really cool. Like, the music starts mm-hmm. a little bit beforehand. Yeah, and you're just like, ooh, I know what's coming. Show <laughs> up. Oh, let's talk about what he's wearing. It's like yep. the best outfit. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is, is my, this would be my Halloween costume. Yeah, this is on. 11 out of 10. Um, I want to wear this in everyday life. <laughs> so this is like an Adi- a red Adidas tracksuit. Uh, the stripes. No, no, are... red Adidas track gi. Track gi. <laughs> but, I mean, it's tracksuit material. It's got the three stripes on the legs. They're black instead of white, though. Uh, he's got a tiger on the back, a tiger coming up over the shoulder, uh, and then, you know, it's got this black belt and everything like that, but it's all red, and it's just fucking badass. This is, like, 11 out of 10. Like, fucking, I want to step out on the streets and this shit, show up to work, and be like, yeah, show up. <laughs> hey, uh, is that your work, to work today, Kyle? Fuck it. I'm just wondering. No, no, show up. Show up. This is what I'm wearing every day. Oh, we need you to interview some uh, potential new employees. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Let me put on my formal gi. <laughs> like I get my business gi on. Yeah, this shit is real. I just got one question for you. Show. Who is the master? Show enough. It's a very short interview. They don't answer. Oh, <laughs> we forgot uh, the part where uh, 
Richie gets thrown onto the pile of trash. And oh, yeah, that no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Got the beast. Yeah. <laughs> the beast is back. <laughs> he's fucking dead. Uh, but now, now it's shown, shown up. Um, got the tracksuit gi. And they start fighting. It's pretty good. Korok is pretty good. It's not like Shaw Brothers or anything, but it's like, yeah, this is a good kung fu fight. Mm-hmm. There's only one little thing I don't like. It happens a little bit later. What, the glow? After, no, it's after the glow. Oh. Uh, no, actually, it's right here. It's before the glow. It's when, like, there's like a little kick throw, kick flip throw that they do, and it just seems really out of place with the rest of the choreography. Mm-hmm. Well, because the choreography is really grounded. Uh-huh. And then they try to do some aerial stuff, and it's like, eh. Yeah. It's like even in the very first training montage when he does, like, that overhead, like, scissor takedown on a dummy, and, like, it's just really slow and not... You can tell he hadn't practiced it very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just don't sh- shoot it very well. But, mm-hmm. like, this fight scene itself is really shot really well. Like, showing off himself is shot really well. He's always shot from, like, under... Yeah, it's because... looking up at him, so making yeah. him look really big and imposing. Hey, because he's whooping Leroy's ass. He's over top of him. He's lording over him because he's showing up. <laughs> and we got the Last Dragon song going on. Mm-hmm. And the surprise, showing up's got the glow. No, he does got the glow. He's got, like, fucking well, one serpent hands. Leroy thinks he's got him, right? Mm-hmm. He hides behind the door in his little, like, half kick. And the show showing up on the ground, he's down. And the music ends. Leroy turns around. Leroy! <laughs> Leroy! <laughs> I'm the master! <laughs> it's me, Shona! Shona! Ooh! And he's got the glow! I love that. The glow has a really cool effect for mm-hmm. the martial arts fight. Yeah, that's why I was gonna fight you if you said you didn't like the glow part, because <laughs> I was like, oh, it is pretty cool. But we do get Leroy's worst line in the entire movie from this in, I think. Oh, what's that? Who is the master? Me! <laughs> me! Me! It's a me! It's a me! Me, a lady! It's a me, a hero! <laughs> Hit him so hard, he's now a fan of Italian. So. I love pizza. I my dad in the pizza. <laughs> the pizza business. Because he's got like a yellow glow, but then whenever it hits somebody, there's like some, some sparks that Yeah, fly some out. like residual stuff. Yeah. I like the show notes more because it's red and show enough. This is the worst part of the movie for me. Show up gets defeated. And he's just like in a pool. And he's like, well, you can just see him in the background in the confrontation with Eddie Arcadian. Yeah. He's just all like, eh. Well, he was a nice oh, guy. Man. He picks him up out of the pulses and drown Yeah. Thanks for saving the hero. I like how the cops finally show up. I mean, there's been two attempted kidnappings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We had a dude that went into someone's business and just fucking wrecked up the place. Yeah, why did the cops show up? Well, because oh, they tired snitch. Them. You don't snitch. Don't talk to the cops. Well, I mean, you saw Return of the Living Dead, right? Mm-hmm. If we call the cops, we're going to kick our ass. <laughs> yeah, if we call the cops, we're going to kick our ass. And those are white people. <laughs> it is Harlem. Mm-hmm. I get Case. it. Yep, I get it. And then even at the end, <laughs> when they do show up, Eddie Arcade is like, oh, I need to file a complaint. We've been mugged. Me and my friend, Mr. Nuff here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the cops like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it's, it's all kind of Leroy's mentality. Like, I'm a Chinese martial arts ninja man. I don't need to call the cops. That's yeah. what they do in those movies. I mean, I'd probably, I don't know, some crazy martial arts guy wrecked up my pizza place. I'd probably find out more about him, see what I can do first before I call the cops. Because <laughs> you just want to live in, like, an 80s kung fu movie. I just also, um, it's probably a trend that people have picked up in these podcast episodes, but I don't really like the cops. Um, oh, we forgot Leroy does a great magic trick. He catches a bullet. Oh, yeah. Shit. How do we miss that part? Because they, um, 
made a joke about it earlier. Uh, Show enough to. He's yeah, like, I bullets in your teeth. about you catching bullets with your teeth. You give Kung Fu a bad name, you're talking as Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah, Mumbo Jumbo. Oh, but he does it this time, using the glow. And uh, Eddie Arcane is like, oh my god. <laughs> he's standing over him, he's like, I got you, Leroy. Uh, he turns around, spits out that bullet. Oh my god. Takes his gear out from under him. Then yep. he, and then he hangs him. Hangs him. He hooks him. In a very similar fashion to our old friend Marion Cobretti. Yeah, but like but a nice like, way. Because no, he doesn't yeah. get hooked. He doesn't actually get like hung, PG hanged one. as in choked to death. Yeah. He just like wraps him up in a chain and lifts him up. Sure. Oh, but his brother Richie in the background during the fight is like vicious. He's like, drown them! Drown that sucker! Drown him! Kill him! Drown that bitch! Drown that bitch! Well, I mean, again, Richie's from the streets. Yeah. He's a spaghetti boy. Yeah, Shono's humiliated for Richie. Richie wants some revenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's saying that when he's uh, Eddie Arcadian. <laughs> he takes him down. Drown him. Drown that sucker. To be fair, he can just try to kidnap him. Yeah. Kidnap him. I mean, like, was gonna kill some. He folks. does. Leroy does show a lot of restraint because I probably have been like, yeah, I will drown him. Let's like, see if you can catch bullets, Eddie Arcadian. Pew pew. <laughs> Dance, motherfucker. Pew pew. <laughs> Donald Trump sound effects. Pew 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 pew. Um, and then it's uh, Seventh Heaven. Vanity's performing. And she sees, oh, someone's out there in a formal gi with flowers. Who could it be? We all know what it is. It's Bruce Leroy. So there's like a smash cut to like written and directed by Michael Schultz and whatever. And then then they embrace and kiss. And then there's another cut. <laughs> so that was kind of a weird way to end it. Yeah, it's strange. But that was it. This is The Last Dragon. Um, this is actually like, aside from Returning the Living Dead, this is the funnest movie we've watched. I really like this movie. I really like The Last Dragon. There's a, I, mean, I, I feel like it's almost, I know it's a cult classic, but I feel like it's almost a really good movie. Well, like, the there's thing a couple is, things um, that I guess you, you rewrote a couple parts. Like, if you did one more draft of this movie, I think you have it. Well, it was uh, critically reviled when it came out, but it actually yeah, did really well at the box office. But that's the thing, um, I don't want to say, oh, this movie was so cutting edge, the critics didn't understand it, but that's kind of the case, like, they weren't, like, they weren't familiar with the Kung Fu movies it's referencing, they weren't familiar with... What did with, you were thinking of it? I should have looked it up. Yeah, or they weren't familiar with, um, the hip-hop culture that was starting, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, 85, right? And we, yeah. Not that rap is in its infancy. Yeah, no, I mean, rap's been going for a solid almost 10 years at this point, but it's not super mainstream yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Sugar Hill Gang was, what, 79? Yeah, something like that. I don't even have NWA yet. Nothing. Not even on the map, really, especially film. Yeah, well, Smith's the only thing yet. Mm. Yeah, so I just think they, I actually, I think most of the critics really didn't get it. And it's like not trying to win Oscars or any of that shit. It's just trying to be a good and campy movie. And that's why it's a cult classic. Classic cult. Um, I do remember hearing that there was talk of a sequel. It was something called The Glow. Oh. And I, if I remember correctly, I think. How do you pronounce Time T Mac? Time Act? I should have looked it up before we did the movie. Oh, um. He like had a Kickstarter to do like a sequel to Last Dragon a couple years ago. I don't know if it actually went anywhere. I don't remember. Oh. Hmm. We should get it restarted. <laughs> Indiegogo. We're gonna make um The Shogun of Harlem. The Shogun of Harlem. Who uh Julius Carey, is he still around? Julius I don't know if he's still acting, but oh. I'm sure he still looks pretty good. You could probably get him to be sure, sure enough. 
I can't, you can't recast shown up though. No, that's but we have shown up sun in it. That's nah, really hacky. I know, but <laughs> soundtrack this time is gonna be all Danny Brown. <laughs> nah, can't do it. Can't do Harlem like that. Danny Brown's from Detroit. We gotta get someone. Well, I mean, not all these actors, not all the uh, musicians in this were from, were from Harlem. Yeah, but we got I mean, Motown is from Detroit. Yeah. So I guess it's fitting then. But I just like, I don't know. Gotta pay homage to it. Motor spirit. You can have some people who try Spirit of the film. I just seem I just seem a little weird to have two white dudes make a sequel to the Last Dragon. <laughs> Barry Gordy's the Last Dragon. Oh yeah, that actually yeah, that doesn't seem right. Maybe fresh off of Booster Gold on overall on a lot of red ones. Yeah. Somehow I need to be involved in the Last Dragon too. too. I, I don't I want, want to carry I just don't want to. Um, it's I'll just be a thug in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to take so I don't want to take food off someone else's plate. You know what I mean. I mean, if I get to be the last dragon, I'll take some food off someone's plate. <laughs> show enough. Show enough. So I give this movie a fucking show enough out of ten. <laughs> uh, what are we watching next? I don't know. I have a whole list of things. Did you have anything in mind? Nope. Uh, Crush Groove, we gotta watch at one point. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do something like hard sci-fi. What are the options? Uh, I only got two options. There's Starman, which is like the other Jeff Bridges sci-fi movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then The Last Starfighter, which is, all, as we know, a cult classic. Oh, The Last Starfighter. I've never actually seen all The Last Starfighter. You have. We've well, I it. think um, the amount of times I've seen this half and this other half, that it's probably added up to be I've seen all of it like I'm pretty sure four times. Maybe, at least I don't watch it once, but I could be wrong. Oh, maybe. It would give us a chance to reference Clerks. In one of the greatest animated mm. episodes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I forgot. There's one thing I like Kevin Smith did that I like. I haven't watched that in forever. I wonder if it still holds up. Clark's Animated Series? Mm-hmm. I bet it does. All right. And, and I bet it holds up enough because there's some people that basically stole some of those jokes. Like Arrested Development did a uh, Judge Reinhold joke 10 yeah. years later, and it's the same joke. It's the same joke, it. yeah. Alright, well, we're watching The Last Starfighter next. Uh, tune in. It's fucking, we're on Wednesdays, right? Wednesdays. Wednesdays. At McFentureProductions.com, buy uh, advertisements. Thrill us. Thrill yourselves. Thrill your friends. Donate something. Um, I'll fucking Indiegogo. Um, making Booster Gold. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get the license for that one, but. I'm in mean, DC desperate right now. I'm going to sell that one away. Hit me up, Warner Brothers. We got an idea. I don't know if you're gonna like it. It's explicit sex. Boost <laughs> 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 Space Force. Uh, all right, cool. Later, Space Force.